Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 602, and today I am going to share with you another conversation that I didn't know if we were going to air or not. I decided to just fire up the mics and see what happened. And I started the conversation with a question, and uh, and then I had three other guys answer these questions. And the question, or the question, and the question was, how would you start a new business from scratch today knowing what you know? Like, what would you do and how would you do it? And the guys that I'm talking about is Steve Chu, Mike Jackness, and Greg Mercer. Now, we were together recording in San Diego, and I posted an episode before uh, about, uh, you know, our recap and kind of like our takeaways from that uh, that recording session for three days, actually. It was a lot of fun. If you haven't checked out 5minutepitch.com yet, go ahead and do that. Sign up for the notifications of when we start to air season one. And I think right now we are actually taking applicants for season two. So if you want to apply, uh, you can do that there as well. But what I decided to do is I was like, you know what, guys, we're here. We're all together. Let's before dinner, we were waiting for dinner. I said, let's just go ahead and fire up the mics and let's uh, let's just riff on this and, and see what we think. Let's get our thoughts. Nothing scripted and just, you know, we'll, we'll discuss it and everyone can have their own take on what they would do. So I think you're going to find it very interesting to hear different takes on how we would do that. OK, so again, how would you start a new business from scratch? Today was the question, and you'll hear um, that question that I ask here to these guys. The recording's pretty good. It was on our back patio, like I said, or the back balcony of my my room, and uh, there might have been some, I don't know, some traffic or something too, but you, you'll you'll hear. It's, it's pretty good recording. Um, before we do jump into that, though, I do have something that I want to share with you because depending on when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this before December 20th, the doors are still open to join TAS Breakthrough U, which I've never made available before unless you were investing in one of our trainings. What I decided to do for a short period of time is open it up to the public, to you, and say, hey, if you want to come in, check out our trainings, jump on a few live calls, you can, but I did it for a very limited amount of time, and that is going to end December 20th, so depending on when you listen to this, and that's December 20th, 2018, we have some really cool things that we're going to be doing, and everyone that's in there right now is also going to get access to a brand new training, which uh, is going to be an updated version of Private Label Classroom, but I'm talking like a full overhaul, like we're recreating that training. We're adding in a ton more stuff as far as how to actually build out the brand outside of just Amazon, but also how to launch effectively today in the landscape that we're living in with Amazon and all that. We're actually going through that in this new training. That will be available to the public mid to the end of January 2019. But everyone that's inside of TAS Breakthrough U and that gets in before December 20th will also have access to this training, which, you know, we haven't settled on it yet. But when we do release it to the public, this will probably retail for around $17.97-ish, somewhere in, in that range. So if you're interested in jumping in and getting access to that training and everything else that we have included in there, again, up until December 20th, that'll be available. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash training for all the details. All right. So let's go ahead now and turn this over to the recording that I did with my good friends in San Diego out on a balcony, and you can hear exactly how we discussed starting a business from scratch today with what we know and what we've learned. All right, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. 
All right, guys. I'm out here on a back patio looking out at the ocean once again with my good friends. I figured, you know what? We're in town. We got to actually get together and record an episode, another episode. All right. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to ask a question. This is going to be a speed round. I want to know what you would do right now with all of the information that you know, everything that you've gained, but you only have $5,000 to start your new business. What would you do with that money? Okay. What kind of actions would you take? And how soon do you think you could get to $5,000 in profit per month? Okay. This is interesting. <sighs> I didn't know what the question was going to be until you asked it. So I'm, I'm stalling for time for just one second. But I, I know the answer. I know the answer. Number one, the, the things I've had the most success, success with in my life is the things I'm really passionate about. If I start doing something just for the business aspect of it, of just to make money or make a, a business that's going to just, just for the money, it doesn't ever work as well. I've had success with it. But it doesn't work as well from a happiness quotient, and ultimately it doesn't work as well from a long-term profitability and other other parts of it. So the things I would get into would be things that mimic my life to what I would be doing anyway. Things that I already have an immense personal passion in. So like for me, it's traveling. I like playing tennis, scuba diving, whatever it might be. Everyone's things a little bit different. I'm not saying those are backpacking is another thing I really enjoy doing, but I would be doing something for sure that's involved directly with that. And the reason I know this now is because, again, I've been doing entrepreneurship for a very long time. So I think back to when I was doing online poker, I was super passionate about poker and it never felt like a day of work versus what I do now, even though I still enjoy what I do, it feels a little bit more like work. And if you can do things that you're passionate about, the ultimate expertise, the subject matter expert is you. So I would go start a blog and start building an audience. That would be my first step because traffic and an audience and trust is always going to make you money. And now that I've done affiliate marketing, SEO, content marketing, YouTube, e-commerce, all these different things lend very well to making money via that audience and that traffic. And I would really laser focus in on doing that and stick with it for a long enough period of time until you start seeing that success because most people give up too soon. I got a question on that. I'm, I'm going to come in here. Okay. Uh, that's a great strategy. And I love that strategy. But what is your first monetization from that? And how soon would you expect to see something? If you didn't, where would you be disappointed? So that's a great question. And I have, a, I think, a good answer for this because this has taken some time to like really fully understand. I think the first monetization spot should be affiliate marketing. Use something that's already out there to establish a baseline of need or success, purchases, whatever you want to use as a counter. They've already got the thing out there. It doesn't have to be the perfect fit, but whether it's someone else's product, physical product, course product, service, whatever, you put an affiliate link on the page and you see people going towards those things and you look at your entire site and all those different pieces of data. And then the thing that's being the most successful with someone else's product is right for you to develop and make your own thing there. Again, whether it's a course, 
or a physical product or whatever it might be, you know that you already have a built-in chance of success that's way, way over 50%. Whatever it is, it's probably closer to 100%. It can never be 100%. But you use those data points before you start leaping into the unknown. My answer is going to be a little bit different than Mike's, as to be expected. After watching all of the five-minute pitch contestants, I'm pretty high right now on trying to invent something. So if I were to start all over, I had $5,000 to spend, which is a, it's a, good, it's a good amount of starting capital with some smarts and 5000 bucks. I would try to invent a physical product or make significant improvements to a physical product in an area that I would consider myself like a little bit of an expert in. And I am uh, definitely like a tinkerer and a creator like by nature. And that's why this intrigues me right now. But let's use an example. For example, I, I enjoy playing beach volleyball. And one of the things that we often deal with is like the net gets saggy. And a workaround is people have created like these ratchet straps uh, or they just use ratchet straps that you'd use like in the bed of your truck or whatever to just like tighten down the net. And really like those ratchet straps could be built into a volleyball net. And that's something that I think could be created. It could be patented. Um, with $5,000, you definitely get started on that. And I think that's what I probably do. Let me ask you a question real quick, Greg. If you were to take my strategy and mirror it with your strategy, where you build an audience first and have people that are following you because of volleyball, that's already there. It's a built-in audience. And then you launch that invention. That's like just fuel on that fire. Absolutely fuel on the fire. If you have a large audience, it's pretty easy to launch anything, whether that be an info product or a physical product or a software product. I don't know what other kinds of products. But creating an audience is pretty dang hard and it's a long play. I would say I one of Scott's questions was how soon do you think you would be able to receive or um, have $5,000 in profit? And I think by building a physical product and starting to sell it right away, I would see $5,000 in profit before I'd be able to build up a large enough audience that I could sell them something to receive that amount of money. I disagree. So I don't even need five grand. In fact, uh, I had a student in my class who read one of my posts on how I made a lot of money in doing a webinar. So what he did is he just ran some Facebook ads. I think he only had like 80 people and he did a webinar and he ended up making like $4,200 just like that. Selling, uh, I think the content was actually the webinar or more of the webinar or more detail after that. This is what you do though if you had to start all over. You would run Facebook ads to a landing page to capture emails to run a webinar. So I'm going to just take it. If I didn't have any money at all, Here's what I do. Here's what I would do. I you have, have $5,000, Steve. I don't need the $5,000. <laughs> I don't need the 5000 Some people out there that are listening don't even have 5000 Is that right, Scott? Right. Yeah? Right? All right. So here's what I do. I have a friend that did this. He just went on a popular forum, and he'd start posting these really long posts that people would read. And then all of a sudden, when people read those posts, they would comment on them, ask him questions. And all of a sudden, he became an authority within that forum. And then all of a sudden, people started asking him for advice. And he created a class, and all of a sudden, you know, people from that forum started signing up for his class. He didn't even have his own audience or his own website. I love all the different strategies and ideas here, and it's. I think that they're all coming from a little bit different point of view. For me, the reason the strategy that I mention is what I mention is because at this point in my life, I'm thinking about like a very long term 
defensible business. And I'm not concerned with the amount of time necessarily that it takes to get there. And there's obviously a much different point of view where like if you said, Mike, you have $5,000 and you have no home and you have no other belongings, I'm just giving you 5K and you got to like go out and be scrappy and survive. That's going to be a much different uh, set of criteria. But if I'm where I'm at now and I'm just starting over trying to build a business for long-term defensibility and success, I would go with that strategy. If you're looking to make money as quickly as possible, I love what you just said, Steve. It's like a really great, great strategy. You guys might be getting off the question now, though. Scott, can you remind us what the question was? Yeah, you have $5,000. Steve doesn't need it, (laughs) so he's going to give it to you. Uh, (laughs) So you have $5,000, and you want to start a business that can make $5,000 in profit the quickest. Like that, that's what I'm looking at. So let me give you my answer. And I believe that kind of a hybrid of what you're talking about, Mike, I've done this. That's why I say I've learned it. It works. I can speed up the process now. Again, this won't work for you if you don't want to be an audience or if you don't want to gain an audience and if you don't want to be the front of the camera. Some people don't want to be. They just want to build a business on the back end, and and that's it. Maybe you want to be an inventor, like Greg said, and you just want to be that person and just come out with a really killer product that just blows up because everybody wants it because it's just awesome. Um, Me personally, it is building an audience. But the way that I would do that is I would put something out there, and in this case, I would probably do something just to get the attention in the market like I teach right now, and I would do either a giveaway in that market. I would do something to give people to or get people to raise their hand so then I can deliver my content. And when I deliver my content, it's going to be stuff around that market. So again, if it's into bass fishing, I'm going to basically create around that market because that's what I'm doing every weekend. I'm going fishing with, I'm not, but I'm saying if I did, I'm going fishing every weekend with my son. So I'm going to record that stuff. I'm going to you know, I'm going to report on that stuff, the, the, you know, the lures that I'm making, all of that stuff. And in the meanwhile, while I'm doing that, I'm also going to be, you know, doing the affiliate marketing thing, like Steve said, like you said, I'm going to be using, you know, the affiliate stuff because it's the easiest way to basically make a sale without having to have a product, right? With Greg's strategy, I like that strategy. It's going to be a little bit of a longer strategy to do a, a, to, to do that, that whole process, unless we're just going to modify a little bit. If we're just going to modify a little bit, that's fine. Inventing, a little bit longer of a strategy. But I agree, if you can do that, have your own product, and then you're going to also do the, you know, the actual, you know, how you're going to get the attention in the market for that, that thing. Um, I, I think that becomes the challenge unless you have an audience. Here's what I've learned. Okay. Been at this for over 15 years, whether it's for my photography business, when my wife and I built a brick and mortar business, we built a little email list of people that came to our studio, didn't even know what we were doing. We were using like Outlook and like, we would just, <laughs> we would just blind copy, you know, our, that was our email blast. And we would sell out our entire you know, fourth quarter photography sessions. We had no spots available. We would book solid because we built an audience. We built an audience locally of people that trusted us. They wanted us. They didn't want anyone else. Then I took it to the online space. I did the digital photography stuff there, built an audience, trust, sold stuff very easily, build an audience, no like and trust. You can sell anything you want as long as the audience wants it, but you'll know that. that that's, the, that's the easiest way for me because that's what I know and that's what's worked for me. doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. Greg, a little bit different. So, I mean, the one thing I want to say just about Greg's strategy, you kind of mentioned it, Scott, it kind of piqued my, my thought process here. I don't know that everyone can be an inventor. And I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. I'm just not creative enough. 
when it comes to that type of thing. I, I don't feel like I can be the inventor type. I could sit there and dream about this for for a year and probably not come up with an invention. So Totally. But back to the question, it was what would each of us do? <laughs> so that's what I would do. That's what I'm pretty excited about right now. I love having an audience and having someone that you can promote products to. But it's not easy to build up an audience. Even if you're trying to go, like Steve said, and uh, create long forum posts every day and work on that all day. That takes like sitting in front of the computer and writing all day. Let's not discount the fact that it is hard work and is difficult to build up a large audience, uh, which is part of it. But the cool thing about this and what I just am reminded of is listen to everyone. Is there's lots of different ways to skin the cat here, a lot of different ways. To become, uh, I just want to reference your story, Greg. When you first started out with Jungle Scout, you didn't have an audience at all, right? Instead, what he did is he befriended the three of us <laughs> and leveraged our audiences to promote his tool. So, Well, you know, though, but he did. He more or less created a product that people wanted. Once people started using it, they started to share it. So there wasn't really much of a need for building the audience. The audience was actually being built by the, the, the want of the tool. You know that was doing the job. So in a sense, Greg is an inventor, right? He's a creator. He's an inventor. You are as well. I mean, you've done some of your own. You know, as far as building, you love building things because you don't like spending money on tools. <laughs> um, I'm surprised you didn't build your own Jungle Scout extension and just have it in the running in the background. But you know, we've we've uh, we've been, <laughs> we've been uh, you know reminded of that time and time again. Um, although you did pick up the check the other day, which is pretty impressive. Whoa. Yeah. Yes, he did. All right. First of all, guys, <laughs> I'm cheap with myself. <laughs> Not with you guys. Although if Greg didn't give me Jungle Scout for free, I might have <laughs> developed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree with Greg, though. I mean, there's so many different ways you can do it. And that's why people are like, you know, I tried this one thing and it just doesn't work for me. Well, you might not have given enough time. You might not have found your thing. I think you need to play. I think you need to experiment. I think you need to play in the sandbox and, and see what works for you and understand that as you're doing this, you're learning, you're growing, you're, you know, you're constantly seeing what resonates with you. Not everyone wants to spend the time to build an audience or even build traffic to a blog. I think the other strategy here is take 12 to 18 months, do some good keyword research, build a blog with content that people are searching for and get traffic and then just put ads on it. Like, that's a strategy, right? You don't even have to be the front of it to do that. I think the one strategy that probably doesn't work is the get rich quick. Yeah. Right. You got to put the work in. I mean, Steve probably mentioned the most get rich quick thing. Not that it, I mean, with the just, you basically make a webinar and launch some Facebook ads to it. But if you want a business that's got longevity and going to be around for a substantial amount of time, there are no shortcuts. You got to put the hard work in. You got to deliver a product, a service, content, whatever it is, an invention that is better than what else is out there already and that people want. Mm. Well, talking to Steve's point, though, like you, okay, the way he described it made it sound like, oh, he just did this and he did that. The guy's knowledgeable on the topic. So if you're going into a place, you're being knowledgeable, you're being helpful. And then you brought people over because, like, let's just think about this. If I'm sitting there playing tennis and someone comes up to me and goes, hey, you want a free 25-minute lesson? I'm like, yeah. And then they show me the lesson and I, I feel like, oh, my gosh, like, this, this guy's awesome. He's teaching me a whole bunch of things. I'm going to be like, can you give me more lessons? That's kind of what Steve's saying. Like, he just added value. The people are like, hey, you know, can you give me more? He's like, yeah, I'll teach you free. Goes over to a webinar. If it's done right, 
it makes sense, right? But webinars have gotten so much bad rap because they're all there is a lot of scammy, spammy crap out there on the internet. It's not really get rich quick either. It takes you time to develop the skills to one, find something that you can teach, and then the presentation and communication skills takes a lot of time. So it's definitely not get rich quick. I know for myself, I always I, I don't take on any project unless I'm willing to do it for three to five years minimum. And so that way I don't accidentally give up early. I'm just going to do this thing. And that's kind of what you did with your blog for My Wife Quit Her Job, right? That's great advice, man. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't see uh, money until the three-year mark. And my mom was just telling me, dude, you got a Stanford degree. Why the hell are you writing for a blog and making no money? And you're thinking about quitting your engineering job? So I used to get this all the time. Yeah. She's like, I'm not going to read your blog. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm going to say this just, here. Just real quick. I mean, like, I think all of us have experienced this exact thing, right? I mean, like, all of us, two, three, four years or whatever of writing content and doing things. I mean, Greg had some instant success with uh, some of the Jungle Scout stuff. So, like, on the more content side, I mean, multiple years, right, uh, for TAS? Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to bring up that that point. Like, TAS, like, when I started that thing, like, I had started two other podcasts that didn't go anywhere. You know, one was, one was in fitness and one was in uh, just basically marketing in general. It wasn't niched down. But then I, I seen an opportunity that I could help people in a specific, you know, spot and there wasn't anyone else doing it. I didn't make a dollar up until 56 episodes, 56, you know, what episode that was the one with Greg. That was when I first announced um, his his extension. And that was my first dollar. I don't know if you knew that. Did you know that? that you, you were my first dollar. Yeah, you were my first dollar. My first dollar I ever made from TAS was from uh, promoting and mentioning Greg and Greg was on episode 56. That was the start of it for me. And then it just it it kind of grew from there, but it took 56 episodes. I didn't press it. I didn't push it. I just continued to show up. I knew that I was helping and I knew that I was helping because I was getting I was getting the the reward of people telling me that it was helpful. So I knew I was onto something, right? I didn't know how I was going to monetize. Zero idea. You didn't have an idea when you started your blog. No, I didn't get any rewards either though. Yeah, you, you know, you had crickets, right? <laughs> yeah, I had crickets for sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, took me uh, to make like a dollar. Yeah. How much? How long did it take you to make a dollar on that blog? Probably a year and a half. That was through AdSense. Yeah. AdSense, which yeah. is a lot of money you make from AdSense. Yeah. I yeah. waited a long time for that first check. <laughs> this is just an aside, but if you want to see Scott's uh, old fitness product, just go to images.google.com and type in Scott Volker, and you'll see some Ooh. interesting pictures. Ooh, going there, huh? I'm going to have to edit that one out. <laughs> I mean, uh, not to, to toot my own horn here, <clears throat> but uh, this is exactly what I was saying. You know, write content, build an audience. Eventually, the money will come. There's three really good examples here with my wife quit her job, the amazing seller, ecom crew. Well, Jungle These Scout were, has built a pretty damn good audience as well. But that was after, I think. I, no, I don't want to speak for Greg. I uh, remember Greg, actually, you talking to me, asking me about like if I had someone that I was looking at that would help create content and at the time i was like no i'm kind of just you know doing it myself i want to look for someone and then you just went gangbusters so you so know Greg, how, how long did it take you to to build an audience as far as the content part goes yeah i guess the plan you know i didn't start with like the plan of oh i'm going to build an audience that was never kind of like the goal the goal was we create the software product that helped people and then we realized they also had a whole bunch of questions so we were just like posting content to help answer their questions it was never really like with the goal of like I don't think I ever sat down at like a strategy meeting with myself and I you know, said, hey, like I'm going to create an audience. It's like, no, we're just going to create a whole bunch of really helpful stuff that people enjoy 
And then, you know, later we put an email opt-in there. And before you know it, you start to kind of create an audience around it. That's a good point. All right. So anything else you want to add? I know I wanted to make this a lightning round. We are ready for dinner, I think, here soon. Um, I did. I think this is this is good stuff, though. Like this here, this random like roundtable stuff for people to, to hear. Like after the, the stuff that we've been through, we've all got different ideas, different perspectives. So I want people to understand that it doesn't have to be our idea. You know, it, it just has to be going out there, doing something. What do I always say? Take action and do something and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I think that this is gold. Like what we just kind of this round table, we just, this is four entrepreneurs that have been through a lot in their lives and their career. This is the type of stuff that people pay like 10 K to go mastermind here. This kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Hit, hit repeat on this and listen to this a couple times. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we good. We're good. Let's go eat some food. All right. Hope you guys, you guys, uh, yeah, I'll just edit that part. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. All right, so there you have it. I didn't edit out that last part, even though I said I should. Uh, why not leave it in there? That's where I uh, I kind of got tongue-tied or twisted. Uh, anyway, a lot of fun with those guys, and uh, hopefully you got value from just listening of you know different ways, different angles that you can approach this. And as we're building things, we're learning, and I think you know that's what Mike was saying is like we're learning, we're evolving, you know, we're finding new passions, new interests, and that might spur a, a new idea. But once you start to build out this stuff, you kind of understand the basics and the tools and and kind of what makes it work if you were to, you know, create a business online. And uh, I think it's just interesting to hear different people's perspectives. And that's why I wanted to do this. And I, I kind of randomly did it as you heard Mike. He's like, well, wait a minute. I didn't even know what the question was going to be. And I'm like, well, that's the point, right? I want you to be able to think kind of on the fly. Uh, and what comes, uh, you know, top of mind. So if you want to hear more of our conversations about other people's businesses and breaking down their businesses and seeing what we like and what we don't like and narrowing it down from 32 contestants down to four, you're going to want to watch season one of five minute pitch that should be airing in January of 2019. So if you want all the details and if you don't want to miss episode one, head over to five minute pitch.com. You can also also apply to be on season two if you have a business that you think would be a good fit for five minute pitch. So definitely go check that out. All right, guys. So that is going to wrap this up. One last reminder, if you are listening to this before December 20th and you wanted to get access to all of my training currently that's inside of TAS Breakthrough U, get on a couple of live calls so I can help you every single month. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash training. That is going to be open until December 20th. And then from there, we are closing the doors and in order to get access after that, it will be going through one of our trainings. So if you're interested, head on over to theamazingseller.com forward slash training. Get all the details over there. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.